Welcome to Literally, the podcast where we literally take you through the entire process of building a business and creating a lit up life. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach for high-performing women that want to live a lit up life while creating the impact and income they desire in their business. I bring my unique education and expertise to the table to help my clients create big results and move through big blocks. What makes this podcast so unique is that you'll hear one client's weekly coaching sessions for six months. These are recordings of our actual coaching sessions, so you'll see their unique challenges and strategies, their ups and downs, and their wins and losses. You'll also get to hear exactly how I coach them through it. I'm so excited for you to join us on this behind-the-scenes journey and gain insight into building your own lit-up life and the business that you desire. Hi guys, welcome to our first episode of season four. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I feel like Rachel and I were joking about it last time, but like season three was like forever in a way because like we took a break. There is like, it was 2020, like all the things. And so it just feels like such a uh, crazy culmination point to be at season four. So thank y'all for listening. Thank you for being here. I am so, so, so pumped for this season. We'll kind of get into why shortly, but I just think that you guys are going to connect with our new coachee so much. I think that she's bringing uh, just such a different experience and perspective that we haven't had in previous seasons, which of course is always so, so important to me. I think that y'all will get so much out of it and just so grateful to you as always for listening and for being here. So Without further ado, here is our new coachee, Allie. Allie, welcome. So, so excited to have you here and just so happy to be doing this together. Oh, you have no idea how grateful I am for this. I mean, I have told you a billion times. (laughs) I think I might know. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) One more time. (laughs) So good. Um, So Ultimately, like, I just want everyone to be able to, like, get to know you, hear your background a little bit, all of that good kind of stuff. So if you just want to start by telling us, like, what do you do? What are what are we even coaching on? Tell us about your business. Oh, yes. So I am Allie with Allie B Designs, and I am a brand and website and client experience and all the things designer. Um, I don't like to leave anything out because I really am obsessed with designing it all. <laughs> Um, I opened my business just 10 years ago, so that's exciting. <laughs> and I actually started as stationary and wedding planning. And as we all know, we pivot and evolve as we grow. And life has brought me to where I am today, working from home, doing branding for awesome creatives. Amazing. And so now what do you, uh, what do you feel like is the big focus of your business? What is kind of like the most on deck for you? Um, I really am obsessed with the branding portion, like really creating a strong brand foundation. So it's easy for my clients to take their brand on and move forward and even have a VA take on some things. Or yeah. I actually love to work with my clients long term and continue to support them as they grow. So just that foundation is so important to me because I want everybody to be confident in moving forward with their brand. And it, it's what lights me up the most. So. So good. I think like one of the things that I'm like most excited about in terms of kind of like this conversation on literally, well, there's two pieces. One is that you have been in business for 10 years. Like I think that um it's just going to be so helpful for people to hear that and to learn from you because I really think that 
there's just like such a false perception that once we're in business for a certain length of time, or like once we've proved to ourselves that we can work for ourselves for like whatever amount of time is in our mindset, then there should be no problems or then everything should be easy or whatever. And I think, you know, certainly like you have a ton of experience to draw from, but I think like what, you know, you're going to be able to show this season is like, you never get to the finish line, no matter how long you've been doing it. Right. No, I swear. Like once you feel confident in one thing, like something else is like, Oh, but maybe I should be better at that. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, and I also fall into the trap of always wanting to learn more, which is a good thing, but also (laughs) squirrel syndrome sometimes. So yeah, it's, I, there's always more. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think just such a gift for people to be able to hear that, not in the way of like it kind of being like depressing, (laughs) but in the way of like it just kind of taking the pressure off to sprint to this like finish line that does not exist. Right. Right. And I mean, truthfully, I can even come at it as I've had two separate businesses switching from completely wedding focused and stationary and paper goods to online completely. And I mean, everything has evolved and you learn new things every single year. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, new things are introduced every year. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's a constant learning. And I mean, I can't say that I have my shit together today any better than I did five years ago, (laughs) (laughs) but it's kind of like kids. Like once you grow outgrow that stage, you're just in another one and you're like, all Mm -hmm. right, what's this one going to (laughs) bring? Yeah, totally. And like that, that can be the fun of it as much as it is the kind of like bummer when you realize it, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Something that I think is just so cool though, that I just want to like acknowledge you for, and that I think will be like a gift this season is like to like being in business for yourself for 10 years is no joke though, right? Like most small businesses fail way, way, way before that. So having been able to sustain that and sustain it through so many different, you know, life pieces as well. Like you started your business before you had your son, you continued to have it after. Like, I just think you're bringing such like a wealth of experience and like really, um, kind of the gift is seeing that you can still not feel like you have it all together, but that doesn't keep you from like being in business for yourself for 10 years either. Right. Right. And you know, like I was thinking about this the other day too, is that I have never once been like, I'm going to hang up my hat. I am done Mm -hmm. because I am so happy and thankful to be able to work from home and be there to support my family in ways of not just monetary needs, you know, and like, if I want to take a day off and go get a pedicure with my friend, I can. And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I am, I love that lifestyle. So I don't, I honestly don't think I've ever been like, I'm done. (laughs) For sure. Well, and like, you know, even that's a gift to think about, which is like, and I, like, I have enough proof that I never have to go there almost. Right. Yeah. I mean, there have been hard years, of course. And there's mm-hmm. been times where I've been like, God, I just need to make more money or, you know, but yep. never once did I think, all right, let's check out the want ads. <laughs> that's so useful for, for people to hear too, because I think that there's almost like a narrative of like, well, everybody thinks about quitting sometimes. And I think a lot of people do, and that's not a bad thing, but I think it's also helpful to be like, and some people don't like, that's like for you, that's not your thing. Like you have plenty of other things that they'll get <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> I have issues. learn this season, but like, it's also like permission if you've never thought about quitting, you know, like, and 
And in many ways, that's probably the single reason you have been in business for 10 years is because that's never been like an on-deck option, right? Yeah. I think in my head, I'd just rather change things. But yep. I mean, that's also my approach to life. Like I'm not going to sit there and complain about something if I'm not going to take an action to change it. Mm-hmm. So I've always just shifted or pivoted or tried something new. Not all have been successful, <laughs> but yeah. And, and like, how do you feel about that? Like, I think that's just like an interesting, like, do you feel like at ease about like, not all of them have been successful? Like, does that feel like, well, of course I've been in business for 10 years. So that's how it is. Never in the moment. Do you feel that way? You know, like retrospectively? Yes. Like, oh, well, of course that wasn't going to work out. That's not where your head was, you know, like, but in the moment it was like, oh my God, why can't I get this right? Like, (laughs) Yeah. But like now looking back. Oh, um, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, where is my head? <laughs> well, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about that more, but I do yeah. think like, it's just helpful to kind of think about like, well, yeah, like if I've been in business for 10 years, of course that's happened along the way. Of course some things haven't worked out. Like how would it even be possible to be in business for 10 years and have had everything work out or have never had a tough year? Like, I just think there's so much normalizing there. Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm following you. Right. Yep. Wheels are turning. I've been in kid mode all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> First adult conversation of the day. Uh, <laughs> Surprise. Some things are hard. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this is the funny part. I started my business and I was working like 80 hour weeks, you know, because I had a studio and I had rent to pay and I had all these things. And I was, I knew nothing. I mean, like, truthfully, I opened a business knowing nothing. And I was only marking up, like, making the invitations. I was only marking it up 10%, <laughs> which is not, like, oh, how you should yeah. do things at all. Yeah. I mean, like, but I had no idea. I did that for, like, two years. And then I think somebody was like, um, you could be making a lot more. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, yeah. I've done it. It's fine. Shit happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> along the way, like if you're gonna do this thing for ten years, you're gonna have lots of moments like that, right? Oh yeah. Yep. 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 So good. Okay. So tell us, um, what kind of made you want to work together? Like we can talk a little bit about the background. I can definitely share, uh, from my perspective. But just give me like a little rundown of kind of what made you want to get coaching in the first place, and then get coaching from me. Um, well, get coaching. I, like I said, I'm obsessed with learning. Um, I always want to do better and be better and improve my business. And I don't know, like sometimes you always feel like this is the year that I'm going to do it. But Mm -hmm. ever since I met you, I like in person, I, you know, this, I have been obsessed with you. Like the first day that I met you, I laid in bed reading your website. Like, well, which way would be the best way to work with you? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I screenshot it and like sent you an Instagram message. Yes, I think that you did. Mm -hmm. But it's because like that first day you put me in my place of no, that's not Mm -hmm. your problem. No, that's not your problem. You knew my problem three Mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, working with you has been on my dream bucket list forever. And I'm so glad it's here. So for everyone who's listening perspective, um, we met at a conference that we were both speaking at. So we went to a speaker dinner and I think we sat next to each other and that's how we, uh, kind of got to know each other. And, um, 
Allie was telling me at the time a lot of different things about her business. And I was like, yeah, like you got to do some mindset stuff here. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. Like I just need a marketing plan basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just need to hire this done. I just need to have this too. Right. And I was like, yeah, no, that I don't think that's a thing, right? Um, And you were so gracious about like being open uh, to that reflection and feedback. And we had such a great time together. And we've just like see it in touch. And I think like, you know, one of the things that I appreciated so much is you've just been like such a um, cheerleader and supporter of a lit up life in general and like what we've done on the podcast and things like that. And so um it felt like such a no brainer to have you on the podcast because I felt like you, you just loved and supported the process so much that it felt like, well, of course it would make sense for you to be part of it because you're like just such a believer in it. You know what I mean? And like, I think, um, that is such a cool gift where it's like getting to kind of like have someone be part of it. That's like, listen to all of the episodes and has been so invested in every season. It just feels like such a gift for me, but also a really cool gift for the audience and them getting to kind of, um, you know, experience it through someone who's like already been really invested in listening and being part of this process. I think, I mean, obviously since season one, I have been coached by you and I know like that is the purpose of your podcast, but I I literally have taken something away from every season that I have implemented into my business and Mm -hmm. tried to make changes based off of what you've shared. So yeah, to be in the process is even more exciting. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) And I just like have to say like, and give you credit for this because you have totally been like not in like a pushy way at all, but you've always just been very vocal about like wanting to be part of it. <laughs> and I love that. I think like it's so undervalued. Like when someone loves something you're doing and just wants to be part of it. Like I think that we tend to think like, oh, I, I shouldn't tell someone how much I love their podcast or how much I want to be part of it. Like that's weird or that like, and so just sharing from my perspective, like there is nothing that's like, more wonderful than someone being like, Hey, I just like see what you're doing. And I think it's amazing. And I would like to be part of that movement. Like, you know what I mean? I just think it's so incredibly undervalued how much just someone saying something like that to you can really like mean for your business. Well, I'm glad I could do that for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's true. You know? And like, so just a little takeaway here, like if you're, uh, you're following someone that like, just does a lot for you or their content does a lot for you, like by all means reach out. Like the, the, basically the gist of what happened is, um, when, uh, I knew I was getting to the point of picking someone else, I didn't open applications. I didn't do anything. I literally just sent Allie a message and was like, Hey, let's get on a call. Um, I want to talk about literally. And she jumped on the call and was like, yeah. So like, if you want to do this, I want to do this. And so, But my point is like, we had really built a relationship over time. You had been really invested in the content. Like it just felt like a no brainer for me to invite you and ask you. So anyway, like if there's someone else's content that you're like really looking up to or loving by all means, like tell them, reach out to them. Like you never know where that will lead. I'm pretty sure every time like something really resonated me or with me, I'd like send you a voice memo on Instagram. (laughs) So you were talking about this today and, uh, Well, and listen, like that, like, let's just call a spade a speed. Like that's so great for me to like get to coach someone who already is super invested in the way I'm coaching or the type of, um, 
kind of like advice I'm giving, like you've already implemented a lot of it, like you said. So I think it's like, just again, it's so cool to now be able to like do that together. Right. Yeah. I, I remember, I think it was season two that you did the application process and yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, Lacey, I filmed a video today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I posted it and that was like big shit for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it, I, I don't remember the next step, like maybe the business plan. And I'm like, Oh, so hard. So hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you've just been doing it and doing the work. And so like, it just it wouldn't have made sense for anyone else to be part of this season. So I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Thank you. Okay. So tell me like why the podcast, obviously I just explained some of it a little bit in terms of the fact that like you were already a big podcast listener and fan, but like what made you kind of want to be part of literally rather than just hiring me? Cause I know like you've toyed with that idea for a certain, like you said, you screenshotted the, uh, <laughs> the page, but like, it seems like you were much more pulled to being part of literally. So tell me about that. Um, I think mainly because I come from a different, not really industry, but kind of yeah. than what yeah, yeah, you yeah. have typically coached. Um, I'm a service provider and I'm not a coach. I don't want to be a coach. Like, yeah. um, but I still have the same challenges just in different ways. And I thought yeah. that that, I just thought it was so exciting to be able to share that because I've taken courses. I have taken, I've been in masterminds. Like I've been in a million different things and I just never had that open. Like I never felt like there was an open conversation about a designer and the back end of their process and like the challenges mm-hmm. that we go through um, to learn from. Like, yes, there's courses to give you steps, but there's, no meat sometimes to it. Like the things nobody wants to say out loud. (laughs) For sure. And I think actually like to the point that you're making, there's almost like less of a reason for like a designer, for example, to say it out loud than a coach. Right. I am so, so into that. And of course, like, I think I was saying this earlier and don't think I finished my thought, but like uh, the two reasons I was so, so excited were because of like that whole idea of like you being in business for 10 years and getting to provide us so much perspective. And the second was, um, because you're bringing this whole different, um, kind of business model, let's say to literally that I think we haven't gotten to talk about or explore. And that, like you said, is actually almost like quote unquote under wraps even more in our industry than I think a lot of other things are. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's sometimes that I'm like, Ooh, should I even bring this up? But I'm like, mm-hmm. Nope. I said I wouldn't hold anything back. And if I have the chance to work with you, I am not holding anything back. Like, <laughs> yeah. No matter how it goes, like I'm in it. So yeah. Like I'm here. We're doing this. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it to my advantage. Right. Yeah. I think that's so, so cool to, it's kind of like, of course, it's, it's a gift for yourself to come with that honesty, but it's such a gift for, everyone else. And it's funny because, which I want to ask you about this, um, in a way, based on like a lot of the things we've already started to explore in the season, which you guys will obviously get to hear like, you know, people pleasing and, and things like that are very, very, very prevalent for you. And so what do you think about like how that relates to you wanting to be on the podcast? Like, do you think that that's something that you're worried about a lot? Does it feel different on the podcast? Are you worried you're going to piss people off? Like what comes up for you there? Oh God. Yeah. I've had all of those emotions. (laughs) I'm 
every single one. <laughs> um, yeah, like I've been worried about, oh God, what if people think I'm a bitch? Oh God, what if I piss off a client mm-hmm. or, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm also like, I haven't done anything wrong and it's okay to have yeah. feelings. And like I, I said it to you before and I've heard you and Sarah say it on happy thoughts. Like we're all humans dealing with humans. Mm-hmm. So yep. I mean, if I turn somebody off for being a human, I greatly apologize, but please bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And like, also like it reminds me sort of, of, of that, um, uh, you know, kind of like Brene Brown, um, philosophy, but it was actually, it's not her quote. What is the quote that she always references for the daring greatly? I am not a Brene Brown fan, not, not, not a fan. I just don't know a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, it's a Theodore Roosevelt quote basically that she talks about a lot. And, um, you know, she, in the quote itself from Theodore Roosevelt, he talks about like, basically like not taking advice from someone who's not in the arena. Yes. Okay. Yep. Right. It's like, it's not the critic who counts is how it starts. Right. And it's, um, you know, kind of about like not listening to people that are kind of like watching, um, from the sidelines. And so I think that like, you will probably be very human in this process, but like most people aren't broadcasting their process live on a podcast. So like, you don't have to take advice from them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're not in the arena. Yes. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. So tell us what goals you're really wanting to accomplish by working together, by doing this, um, coaching, by being on the podcast. Like what were you thinking as like your number one goal when you came into this? Um, you will find out quickly that just like Lacey said, like my main problem is mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't come into this with goals of, I want to have 15 K months mm-hmm. or like mine is really just being able to believe in myself and making a decision without thinking that I need to hire something done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have like a set goal that is so mm-hmm. attainable. Like it's more of the feeling of, no, I can do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so funny too, because I remember when I, um, reached out to you and when we were having the conversation of like, you know, it's, it's now the right time for you to kind of be on. Literally, I remember saying to you, like, I'm pretty sure you're actually going to hate working <laughs> with me. <laughs> like, are you really sure you want to do this? Like, I think it's going to push a lot of your edges and I think you might actually hate it. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I sure do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but you know what? I haven't hated any of it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah. And so I love that my point in, in saying that is I love that that actually is your goal. Cause, um, I think for background for everyone listening, like kind of your pattern up till now has been like, I really just want someone to kind of like give me the playbook and tell me how to do it. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's so funny because I coach my clients on like never taking that easy button and there isn't yeah. one. And yeah. then I w- that's all I'm constantly searching for. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I, I always think that somebody might know better. So I should just have somebody help me and tell me step by step how to do it. And so that for context is why I said, uh, to Allie, like, I, I think you might actually hate working with me because I'm not going to do pretty much any of that. Right. Like my work is going to be a lot more around like mindset and empowerment and like showing you that you can figure it out. Like you're probably not going to get like a, a five-step 
system or plan for me or whatever. And I think like you were just like, yeah, like I just know that that's not working anymore. So like whether I'm going to hate it or not, like I just gotta, I gotta stretch into it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I'd even said it to you that like I would continue to hire people and then I'd be let down and be like, "Ah, no, 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 no. I want it this way. So I already knew that it like it wasn't going to be what I wanted. Yep. But I just kept thinking that there was this magic pill or, you know, like out there. But I mean, we can say we've made huge improvement because I'd been working on like the content plan and stuff, you know, like writing Mm -hmm. for the first of the year. And I was just about to like make a comment in like my Google Doc and be like, Lacey, do you want to look this over and tell me like the top three? And I'm like, no, you can do that. Mm, look at you. I know. I'm like, why are you even starting to type that? Delete. Like, <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, we're already making progress. Heck yeah. Well, and listen, I think it's because, and I just want to give you so much credit for this. I think it's because you set your goal to make that. So like, I love that your answer to this was, you know, like my goal is, is really to like feel better in the process to trust myself a lot more because you can see that that's what makes being in business another 10 years inevitable kind of. Right. And so because that's your goal, you're, you're making decisions through that lens, like deciding like, wait, I can, I can pick if I, um, you know, what my top three are or whatever. Like, it's just really helpful to have that as a lens. And I think I want to give you credit because I think so many people will, pick something else as the goal. You know what I mean? Like they'll pick, um, whatever, like make X amount as the goal. And it's, it's sort of counterintuitive in a way because it's like the way you, I know you're going to make more money is just by leaning into that, right? Leaning into that self-trust, leaning into that mindset, leaning into that belief, like making more money is kind of inevitable from that place, you know? Right. And I, the first time, like the first round of happy magic that I started doing, because again, obsessed with you, (laughs) (laughs) Um, my goal that I had written down was to have 10 K months, like consistently. And then I think I was into like week five and I was journaling more about confidence than I was Mm. even about like having this 10 K month. And I'm like, what? just stop, just stop right now. Like you need mm-hmm. to reset. And that's, it's so funny because during that time is when you had reached out to me again. I'm like, yeah, cause I think I'm all over the place and none of this is working. Mm, yeah. And you were just realizing, like, I can see how like it keeps coming back to this no matter what. Right. Mm, so good. So powerful. Um, okay. So next question, just so everyone can kind of get to know you a little bit better. Like what is life like for you right now? Like you're a mom, you're a wife, like tell us what life looks like about how often you're working, things like that. So people can kind of have that perspective. Yeah. So I am a mom and a wife, just like you just said. Um, I live in central Nebraska. <laughs> um, I am from actually very rural Nebraska. I had 13 people in my graduating class. So like we're small town. Where I I am. So essentially things are pretty normal here for 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. My son actually just started kindergarten and he goes in person all day. So I get to work about like 25 hours a week um, Mm -hmm. outside of like my lifely duties. Um, But yeah, so I my my little boys in kindergarten. My husband is actually a business owner as well. Um, but he's in the restaurant industry, so I'm sure you can all understand that it's been a stressful year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's just 
it all felt like it was the perfect timing for me on like working on the mindset because I can see how through this entire year, it's been all over the place for everybody. And yeah, I guess that's where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. So perfect. So I think, and how old is Beckett? And so I think that that's just really helpful perspective for people too, where it's like you have about 20, 25 hours a week, like you're making it work within that time frame and, and feeling that kind of confidence and self-trust when you only have that short amount of time is really valuable too. Or you can spend that amount of time like watching 500 other million courses and things like that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I find it like so funny to reflect back over like the 10 years, like I said, because in the beginning I was working like 60, 80 hour weeks, you know, because I was just obsessed with it. And then like becoming a mom, I had very short hours. And then I was like, nope, he needs to be in daycare, you know? (laughs) So then I went like full time and then shit hit the fan with preschool and COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. So then I was back to 12 hours a week. So like, my hours have always fluctuated and I've always made it work that I'm like, it's going to be fine. No matter what, it's going to be fine. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's so important for people to hear, right? Is that like, it doesn't mean it doesn't change, but like through every version of it, you've figured out a way to make it work. Yeah. I mean, this week he's home on break. So I made my husband come home for this and he'll be home Thursday <laughs> during the day. So I'll have five hours of work this week. <laughs> yeah. So you're just making it work. Yep. And so I think what's so cool about that is like that reflection of like, and what I notice with clients too. And I think what you're saying in terms of like goals is like, when you have a short amount of time, that self-trust is actually even more important. (laughs) Yes. Because I can waste a whole day trying to make a decision and then asking 57 people what the decision should be. (laughs) Yep. Or like researching like 57 opt-ins yeah, on and it then or whatever, looking at right? 14 different courses and deciding if I should spend my money on one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And there went so my day. Let's talk about that for one second because I know it kind of comes up this season. You sort of alluded to it earlier, but you have done like a lot of different investments over the course of business. You don't obviously have to tell us what they were by any means, but like, just give us a little perspective on that. Like that was kind of like your Achilles heel in a sense, right? It has been. Um, like I said, I've always, well, I mean, it, it's kind of twofold, but I didn't know that until I started journaling about it. Like mm-hmm. one part of the investment was because I always thought somebody else knew better and I could learn from them and like mm-hmm. grow. And I mean, that is part of education and that is part of in- making investments. Um, but I also found out like throughout the season that a lot of my investments were based on wanting to be part of a community and be part of something bigger. And it wasn't always the greatest fit. And yet mm-hmm. I was trying so hard. So a lot of it just felt like a failed investment. Um, and also, you know, you look at your books at the end of the year and you're like, wow, I spent that much on education. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that all came to a big halt um, last year, pretty much. Like I just, mid last year, I was like, no more, no more (laughs) at all. Mm -hmm. But also because I was, you know, and I think we all do it. Like we all fall trapped to after being in business so long, like we fall trapped to some of the sales pages that make it all look so good. And then you get into it and you're like, yeah, I already knew all of this. (laughs) 
Right. Well, it's so interesting, right? Because you probably know more than so many people having been in business for so long, but when it feels like quote unquote, not perfect, right. It's so tempting to be like, well, gosh, I've been doing this a long time and it doesn't feel like, you know, I'm walking on air every day. So I must be missing something. Right. Yep. And then, oh, wait, no, I already knew that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's where like that human element that we were talking about earlier comes in where it's like, no matter how long you're in it or what you're doing, there's always going to be a human element to business. And so I think so much for you has been almost like being in the the process and acceptance of that versus like looking for who knew, who knows how to like remove that. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> so good. Okay. So tell us what are you most excited about in terms of being part of this in the season? Oh, uh, fixing my head. <laughs> <laughs> Having Dr. Lazy fix my head. (laughs) Um, But also, and it's already started to come out, is like starting to love my business again and just getting to the root of, (laughs) you asked me this, I think it was like first or second session of why am I in this? What do I get out of this? And I didn't even have Mm -hmm. an answer. So like really getting getting back the love that I had for it, even though I've always been in love with designing, like that started missing from my business, like the obsession of everything. And I'm, I'm excited to have that back. I love that. That's so important. Like, obviously the lens I would say that through is like to just be like lit up by it again. Right. Mm -hmm. To kind of feel that excitement doesn't mean you have to work 40 hours, but it means like you almost want to, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like the excitement's there. I miss my computer. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. And what would you say like you're most freaked out about? Oh, God. Um, like I said, coming off as a bitch or saying something stupid or, you know, all the things of being judged by everybody. And oh, well, if they do, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, listen, I think that in many ways that like I think this almost couldn't have been a more perfect setup for you. Like when Rachel and I – um uh, finished last season, I had asked her on our wrap up, um, you know, like, let's, let's get just real transparent here. Do you kind of wish this had come at a different time? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you, do you kind of like look back and think, mm, ideally we wouldn't have done that in a pandemic. And she was like, actually the, the exact opposite. Like, I don't think it could have come at a better time. And I don't think the pod, like, I think the podcast itself was what made it so valuable for me. She was like, I think even if we were just working together, just the two of us, it would have been almost easier for me to kind of be like, yeah, I just need a break or whatever. (laughs) She was like, the podcast is really what made the difference. And so my point in saying all that is like, I think in many ways, like as you work through some of that, um, people pleasing, caretaking, uh, you know, wanting to make everyone happy stuff that you're working through, it will be of such great value to you that it's on the podcast because it kind of makes you deal with it at a different level, you know? Oh, I have to listen back to it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, technically I... no, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Just even thinking about like in the middle of a pandemic doing this, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's helping me stay focused on my business and not be in a pandemic. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. right now I'm putting everything into this that I possibly can because I'm so grateful that I'm like, nope, business as usual, business as usual. Not that it is, but like I'm trying so hard to stay focused that I'm not letting myself go in those directions and mm. stay in my lane. I love that. Right. And especially because that probably feels super present for you. Like you were saying with like your husband being in the restaurant business and all of that kind of stuff. Like it really takes that extra energy to kind of like not get swept up in all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the news and you know, like yeah. my, I'm a routine and schedule. Like I like things just so, so like the news has annoyed me so much, like no matter what channel I go to. So my mornings are even thrown off because I can't even just watch the news. Like I like mm-hmm. to and drink my tea. So, I mean, everything with this year has just been crazy, but being able to have this and just stay focused has really been just life-changing, I guess, for lack of a better word right now. So good. I love that. And just, I don't think we said this earlier, but for perspective for everyone, Allie and I have had four sessions already. Um, We usually like to get a few sessions under our belts before we uh, record an intro. So we kind of have a little bit more perspective to give y'all, but yeah, we're we're four sessions in at this point. So you've like basically been doing it for about a month and have really had that opportunity to kind of like dig in and dive in. Yeah. So, I mean, I've even made like the tiny changes of, okay, so now I'm not watching the news. I'm just going to do my journaling during that time. Mm. So like, because I have to have my routine. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been fun that I can dedicate that time and just switch it up instead of being like, Oh, now what? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's kind of given you like a frame basically. So good. Okay. So anything else that feels like important for people to know or to have perspective on or to kind of like understand as they get to know you in the podcast? I have a very big heart (laughs) (laughs) and I'm an empath by all means. So I feel all the feels a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm very surprised that I have not cried yet. So, you know, giving myself pat on the back for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's one thing that like, just want everybody to know. I do, I do feel everything (laughs) deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's like really valuable and important perspective and permission for everyone too. That's thinking like, well, gosh, so do I. So it'll be helpful to hear how you're navigating things through that lens versus like, you know, if, if you're not someone who's just like this, like deeply feeling empathic person, it can feel like, well, that's easy for someone else to say, but for me, it feels different. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I, I put a lot, you'll find out, like I put a lot of pressure on, well, I just want to make sure that they feel taken care of mm, <laughs> a lot <laughs> to the point that I make myself feel not taken care of. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's going to be really a cool uh, gift for everyone to see this season is sort of like this balance between like, what do I own around helping my audience slash what am I owning way too much of? Right. Yes. And that's been so eye opening already. So I can't even imagine where I'll be in five more months. (laughs) And what I think is so helpful about that is that I think it's definitely really useful to be able to see and have that conversation through the, done for you service perspective, right? Yeah. And 
like I said, that that that's what I kept missing. Like I kept feeling yeah. like I was doing something wrong because I had all these feelings attached to everything. <laughs> and, you know, like working with different people, like some people are like, no, feel it. Talk with that out with your client. And then others are like, remove all emotion. <laughs> You're like, but what's the right way? I don't know. Mm. Like, well, that's almost like the problem with like, kind of like, let's just use this term because I think you would agree with it over investing is that you get to a point where it seems like there's no right way to do anything. Oh God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You right. Like it's so head. true, isn't it? Yeah. And I, that was one of the things that I realized last year too, is that like, no, I'm going to listen to one person and I'm going to go all in instead of listening to 17 different podcasts and trying to take one thing from here and one thing from there. Like no more being with one coach this day and then a part of a mastermind with somebody else another. Like mm. I I was just torn in so many different directions. Yeah. But also what I found was that a lot of people were teaching like what worked for them and putting you in that mm. box. Yeah. And that doesn't work for me as an empath and doesn't work for me as a, I don't like to do video or, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. And I that I know that that's where I had a lot of hangups too is that I I wanted to forge my own way, but I didn't have the confidence to do that. <laughs> well, and that's like tough for you cuz you're kind of I I see this in you and you tell me if this feels true and I think this is good for everyone to hear but like you kind of are in this interesting balance where like sometimes you don't trust yourself enough so you think that they must be right, but you also have this like really strong internal guidance system probably cuz you are so like tuned in and empathic where like you kind of know that's not right, but then you almost like second guess yourself a lot. Right. And so I think that's like really good perspective because I feel like so many people are in that position where it's like they have a strong enough like internal guidance system to kind of be like, yeah, something feels fucked about that or like something feels off here or whatever. But then we almost like are lacking that self-trust piece. So we really start to kind of make it tough on ourselves and almost like gaslight ourselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I've gone into things knowing that it didn't feel right, but I'm like, well, maybe yeah. if I just power through and do the steps <laughs> and then you get to the end and you're like, well, that was messed up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or you're like, huh, yeah, I actually like my business a lot less than I used to. So that's interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, Time to start over, start to start again, like mm-hmm. <laughs> new way of doing things. And that's, that's been my cycle of like trying something new and burning it down and then trying something new and burning it down instead of just like tweaking and getting back to like what I know and what I like. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm sure so many people are listening and nodding their heads. Um, okay. So last thing I kind of want to touch on besides like how to find you, obviously <laughs> is, um, you know, kind of how, and, and I think like, it'll be interesting to hear this from your perspective, but if you're listening and you're like, well, my business isn't as a designer, like I really think like it, it truly doesn't matter. Just like Allie got so much from people who had coaching businesses in previous episodes or in previous seasons of the podcast. I think that you will get so much out of this because what we're really working on here so deeply, right, is this idea of like self-trust, self-belief, building a business that lights you up, building a model that feels good to you and doesn't just kind of meet all your people where, where you think you're supposed to, oh, excuse me, and all of that. So I really feel like that's kind of the underlying foundation of what we're diving into this season. And so 
yes, it's super helpful if you're a designer. I hope this helps you too. But I think it's like so much deeper than that. What do you think about that from having listened to past seasons? Yeah. I mean, I think just, I mean, take designer out of it because we've only talked about that for what, like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's more of just like, even service-based on like how you can relate to your customers and how you can build your packages based on like how you feel. So it doesn't have to be as a designer. It can be a virtual assistant. It could be anything, social media manager. I don't know, like all the things. Um, but it's just more of that feeling. It's not about the technicalities of what I do day to day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like one thing you've been, challenged by that. I think so many, um, people in our space, like including, uh, coaches and all that are challenged by too, is almost like the question of like, what's my responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Like, what do I own for the client? What do I not own for the client? That kind of thing. And so if that is a struggle point for you, like, please, please, please listen. Cause I really think that has been just in the first few episodes, like one of the biggest and best things to come out of it. Yeah. I mean, anybody that struggles with, I just don't want them to be upset. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. It's for you. <laughs> so good. Okay. Tell everyone um, where they can find you. Maybe even um, tell them a little bit about kind of like the specifics of the work you do. So if they are looking for any design, they can um, know what you're sort of have on deck in terms of offers and then obviously where they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So I am a brand designer and stylist, um, which means that I build your brand from the base up, but I really focus on personalized branding. Um, I want my clients to feel very confident about the brand that they're putting forward. So I brand based on their personality plus strategy of like color psychology and all of that. So you can confidently share your brand and be obsessed with it. Plus your audience notices you. Um, but I don't stop there. Like I love to design the websites and we've been working hard on like streamlining this process. So I am making it so easy. Decision mm-hmm. fatigue is no more like it's pick mm-hmm. this, this, and this move forward done. Um, and then I continue to help my clients grow by designing opt-ins and landing pages and sales funnels, like online courses. All I don't design the course, but I make it pretty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to write that for you. Um, just like all the things, because I really, truly believe in creating that branded cohesive experience. And that's how you get to charge premium prices because mm-hmm. you really stand out and you look like the expert. So it's exciting. And I love every little bit of design. And I mean, my entire background has been a realm of working with small businesses. I mean, farmers, auctioneers, everything. So I've seen it all. <laughs> So good. I think like the thing that I just love so much about your brand in general too, is that you do like to, um, provide ongoing design support and services. I think that I've personally found, um, for a lot of my clients, that's been really, really hard for them to find. Like, I feel like so many designers almost only want to do the website. And obviously I'm like generalizing a ton. So like, (laughs) You know, I'm not saying it's you if you're listening, but I've just noticed how much harder that is to find in our industry as someone that like wants to be in that ongoing relationship. So I just love that about you. And I think it's such a value add that you're bringing 
to clients is just to like want to keep supporting them beyond just that like initial brand or website. I mean, if I can almost be a little bit selfish about it, like I get so excited when a client emails me and they're like, I'm going to launch this new thing. And I'm like, oh my God, can I be a part of that? <laughs> like, Aw, yeah. I mean, I just huge. love watching them grow. So it's fun for me to see like the new ideas that they have and where they're going to be featured and all this stuff. Like I, I just get so excited for my clients too. So. Well, and that's what we want. Like, and I think that's what we want to build uh, with your brand over this time too, is like, you know, like you getting back to that excitement, you getting to do all of those things that light you up. And like, I know for me, when I'm like hiring anyone, that's what I want in them too. Like, I want them to feel excited about doing that for me, right? Like, I don't want it to feel like a drag to design my landing page or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, because that's going to be a good one if they do. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So good. I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so grateful to you. Uh, for being here. So grateful to you for always being a huge supporter of literally and just so excited for you to get to go through the process now. Thank you so much. You have no idea. I'm going to continue um, to say it a billion times. <laughs> Where can they find you? Like tell us a uh, social website, that kind of thing. Um, so my website is AllieBDesigns.com and my Instagram is AllieBDesigns. Um, Facebook is Allie B design. I don't know who took the S on that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Even 10 years ago, that was the best I could do. So <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for being here. So appreciative of you. If you guys are listening, please go follow Allie, go support her. If you're looking for design help, obviously she is your girl and just really pumped for you guys to be part of this season and get to walk down this path with us. So I am so pumped. Here we go for season four. Bye y'all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review each month. I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.